strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> The Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up! Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! And the first question right off the top. The only question here on the original Thursday Night Football. Is Ron Wolfley there? Did Wolf big time us on the big red rage tonight? Paulie, what are you talking about? uh, Is that really you, Wolf? Because we all know you (laughs) went viral. I mean, dude went coast to coast last week on NFL Network. So I just want to make sure that you're still on our air. You're still... In our booth, maybe you jump ship, and we're going to find you with the Monday Night Football crew in town, you know, as you mosey your way down to the national TV booth. I don't know. Okay, Just want to make darn just, sure, Wolf, because, just, I mean, I couldn't pick up Twitter without seeing your name being splashed everywhere. Wait, somebody just pass me the protective cup, please, and let me slide that thing in. Paul, just stop it. Oh, my goodness. Good, it, Wolf. It was a, a, you know what? It's a national broadcast. Paul, I didn't even know it was a national broadcast until the third quarter where Pat said to me well, in a break, he said, hey, do you know that we're, we're getting, this is a national broadcast? I said, what? I didn't even know that. Paul. Yeah, until your phone died because it was going off every other second. So uh, as uh, you got quite a bit of attention, so that's good. That's good, Wolf. Paulie, that's, I know. had general managers. <laughs> general managers, like kidding, uh, plural, actually texting me going, you guys are out of your mind. <laughs> it was pretty funny, I gotta tell you. That is good. That's that's a good humble brag, by the way. It's a nice flex right off the top. That's uh, what we're looking for. It is the it's big not red a rage. Humble brag, Paul. In it fact, was a fact, we're bringing in they your broadcast partner and cohort in crime, Dave Pash, will join us in the very next segment as we welcome in Christian Kirk. How about that? Name dropping here is Christian Kirk, the Cardinals receiver, so, will join us. Wait a minute. Are you telling me right now that Dave Pash actually did the Christian Kirk interview with you? Dave Pash and yours truly. Oh, 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 I see how it goes right there. You somehow you couldn't make it work with me, but you could with Pash. Well, he's got the podcast now, so you know. We had to get the cross-promotion in, and uh, we benefit accordingly. We bring in Dave, and he was hanging with the Monday Night Football, the ESPN crew a little bit. So, uh, in fact, that's going to be featured in the next Pash podcast, or at least upcoming. For And we'll get to that momentarily. But right off the top here, uh, we'll get some impressions on what we saw in week one. And, yeah, we could spend the next hour and talking about who was flashing and maybe who was lacking, but... How about the quarterback position? And I'll tell you what, Wolf, we didn't see Kyler Murray, obviously, uh, last Friday night, but he just had himself a heck of a week of practice. Uh, honest, I, I saw every moment of every practice this week, 
and he was really sharp. Holy, how was the tempo? That's a great observation right there. What kind of tempo were they going at? They were going every single sort of tempo. I mean, they they were varying things. There were different, you know, two-minute offense. I saw four-minute offense. I saw more of a traditional offense. I mean, it it was interesting, but just, and you know what? Christian Kirk will talk about it. Something that Buda Baker told Dave Pash about, just the increased arm strength with their starting quarterback. Right. It's a very intriguing storyline right now. But I tell you, he was sharp all week long. And if you followed any of the Cardinals' social media content, uh, he's also very comfortable. I mean, Wolf, have you seen a different Kyler in year three? Just the way he's asserting himself and yes. his personality, if you will. Yeah, Paulie, yeah, it's something that I've noticed. It's something you've been talking about as well. It's something that his teammates have noticed and have been talking about lately. It's just the, it's the maturation of Kyler. Murray. It's something that must happen for Kyler Murray to become the true franchise quarterback that he needs to be. And once again, he's got all the physical skills you could possibly want. There's no denying that. Everything about Kyler Murray is explosive when it comes to his skill set right here. And he's proven that in the first two years of the league. Offensive Rookie of the Year, of course, in his rookie season. And then he went to the Pro Bowl last year. Voted in along with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. That's something you and I have talked about many, many times. Everyone else, the skill set is there. Now, all of a sudden, Bali, it's those intangibles. It's leadership. That is what he's got to grow. And behind him, on the depth chart and in that room every single day, is a guy he grew up watching. A guy whose game he admired when he was a four-year starter at the University of Texas in Colt McCoy. A guy with a dozen years of NFL experience and it's interesting to hear guys in that room and the head coach himself in fact here's Cliff Kingsbury talking about Colt McCoy yeah I thought he did a nice job handling the system first time ever really playing in a game situation on our offense and operationally was was really smooth and made good decisions and so I thought under duress at times he handled himself well that was on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. That was after the game on Friday night, after he went 6-for-7 seven for 69 yards. But just his ability to come in, command that offense. And, well, if you tell me, just give you a sense of confidence. If Kyler ever has to miss time this regular season, guess what? You know, you're not in peril. You have a guy who can come out and win you a game. You no doubt about it, Billy. Yeah, Cole McCoy uh, just played very, very well, I think, for the most part here. The, the one throw to Christian Kirk against that man cover, man free, man in the uh, on the outside, and then in the middle of the field they had a safety over the top, Polly. Great throw to Christian Kirk, a one-handed catch by Christian Kirk, and that to me is exactly what Colt McCoy and what this offense honestly needs to do this season is continue to push the ball down the field and not just attack horizontally, of course, but do it vertically. They actually did that last year from time to time, but I think they need to do it more, whether it's a tight end down the seam, whether it's it's DeAndre Hopkins on the dig, whether it's somebody in the seam, whatever it may be, I think the chunk throw has got to really resurface here, especially when you're talking about those throws, Polly, 11 to 20 yards, somewhere right in that mix. I think that's where they can kind of flex a little bit, and that's really the play action flex, that 11 to 20 yards. We asked Cliff Kingsbury after the game as well about Christian Kirk and that grab, that 34-yarder 
you referenced and, and whether uh, it was by design that was his last snap of the game and Cliff said yeah oh yeah as soon as he made that catch and I, I got a look at him he said I, I gave him the thumb said get out of the game go grab some sunflower seeds and so that's where they went from there now as you saw Yesterday at practice, there was the Monday Night Football crew. Lewis Riddick, Brian Greasy, Steve Levy, and then a couple of those guys joined Dave Pash on an episode, an upcoming episode of the Dave Pash podcast. In fact, here's Brian Greasy, the former NFL quarterback, talking about Kyler Murray, the Cardinals franchise quarterback, and his growth. Kyler, I think, uh, needs to grow. He needs to grow off the field. He needs to grow mentally. Uh, he needs to grow from a leadership standpoint. And those are all things we know. And by the way, every young quarterback needs to do that. I, I, I think sometimes we want to microwave Kyler Murray into you know a Patrick Mahomes kind of player because he is so talented and it is so unique and we haven't seen anything like it. Um, but I think this is just a normal growing process. Now, there will come a time when you, know, you either put up or shut up. And we're approaching that time. But I don't think we're there yet. Man, I love that, Polly. That is right on the money. Ding, 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 ding. We've, hey, Brian, did you happen to play quarterback, by the way? <laughs> because he is all over it. And, Polly, this is the reason why I say just because you're drafted number one overall doesn't mean you're a franchise quarterback. This is exactly the reason why you have to prove you're a franchise quarterback. And typically, it takes years to prove that you're a franchise quarterback. And when I say years, I'm talking about three to four years. Not everybody can be Patrick Mahomes, where you come in and you light it up your second year, and suddenly you back it up your third year again. You just don't know how difficult that really is. But to develop that kind of relationship with your teammates off the field and on the field. Man, it takes exposure, and that exposure takes years. And you're right. Patrick Mahomes, NFL MVP, his second year, Super Bowl champion, his third year. Uh, you know, But there's a lot of comparisons, not only the Cliff Kingsbury connection with Kyla Murray, but their baseball background. Interesting to hear Cliff Kingsbury this week say that upon entering college, football had been an afterthought for Patrick Mahomes. He had really been primarily a baseball guy, and he envisioned that as mm-hmm. his future upon his arrival to Texas Tech. So that, that was interesting there. Speaking of the Dave Pash podcast, episode two, featuring Buda Baker, available now wherever you get your podcasts or latest updates on the Dave Pash Pod. Follow along on Twitter at Pash Pod. So there you go. Look, I think one of the best things that came out of week one, preseason game number one, is we could have a legitimate debate as to which rookie showed up the best, whether it was Zayvon Collins, Rondell Moore, or Marco Wilson. You could legitimately (laughs) debate which guy was most impressive. And we'll get to a couple of those guys next with Christian Kirk. And, and Dave Pash, as we mentioned, he's going to join us. And, and we'll talk about it because, Wolf, I'll tell you what, my other takeaway from practice this week, when you see the Cardinals break the huddle in the red zone, and they have James Conner, and they have Rondell Moore, and they've added A.J. Green, and now Christian Kirk has been moved into the slot inside. Look out. There are a lot more weapons and options for Kyla Murray in the red zone, and we know how important that is to winning NFL games. Christian Kirk is next on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Mm-hmm. 
first down and 10 from the 19. Pocket holds, he throws, chunk throw, near sideline, single coverage, Kirk with a grab into Dallas territory, banged out of bounds at the 40-yard line. There you go. That's what we're looking for in preseason, to step up, make your one-on-one play. And he's going against the guy that's going to get up in his face. He's going to challenge him. But Christian Kirk has that ability to take the top off the coverage, and Colt throws a great pass where only his guy can get it. And that is the last time that we saw and heard from Christian Kirk, the 34-yard grab, deep shot down the Cardinals' sideline. 13 got out of bounds, and then Dave, as we learn later, uh, Cliff Kingsbury just got him out of the game. He told us after the game, literally, he's like, you know what? Um, Cliff went down the sideline, gave the thumb. You know, just get him out. I've seen enough. Uh, trade Christian Kirk's helmet for a cup of sunflower seeds. <laughs> and that's where we are here on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Actually, Christian Kirk joins us. Did we not see you on social media in between then and now? Did you speak the monsoon into existence? The Arizona guy you are, Christian, were you talking about the monsoon? Did you did you call this all the all the rain we've had? I, I definitely did, I, I believe. Um, like I said in the video, I was uh, was talking with my parents and I'm like, Yeah, I feel like in, in recent years we just haven't had the monsoon monsoon season that, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, five to ten years ago, because I remember uh, you know, some of those nasty storms that would come through and knock down all the trees and even knock down walls and you know, flood the streets, and sure enough, uh, the monsoon season answered my uh, my my questioning and and came came with uh, an attitude this year. So it's been good. You know, I I like to see the valley get a lot of rain, and I know it's good. You know, especially for how dry it is the rest of the year. So it's 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 nice to see. Well, voice of the Cardinals, Dave Pash, barely made it home Friday night after calling the game on the TV side. But you're good, right, Dave? You're good. I'm here, Paulie. You made it back. <laughs> and I, I, I'm just glad I get to talk to Christian Kirk. Hey, Christian, I'm curious. I know you've probably answered this question ad nauseum you're probably tired of it but everybody's tired of talking about last year but when you look back at last year and think okay uh, here's where I need to improve here is where I can be a difference maker in 2021 what stands out to you about what you learned from a year ago well I think uh, you know for myself personally um, you know it's just you know, approaching each week uh, with that same consistent mindset and uh, with a playoff mindset. Um, you know, last year was really the first time I really got to, you know, have that feeling and, and kind of taste a little bit of that of, you know, fighting and vying for a playoff spot. Um, and just the sense of urgency, you know, especially towards the end of the year and the type of football that needs to be played. And, you know, the margin of error is, is so small, you know, like I said, especially when, you know, you're, you're playing, you're one game away from making the playoffs, um, you know, and, and, and reaching that, that goal. So, you know, I think that was the one thing that I learned is just, um, you know, it's just the margin of error is so small and you have to be on every little detail and, you know, every play matters. You know, you can't, can't take a playoff and you can't, um, you know, not not you know do your job and I think that's just a key for us you know as a whole as a team is you know showing up and, and approaching every game um, like it's a playoff game you know because I, I believe if we do that then you know we have a shot to be to be really good and we just gotta you know like I said cut out the little little mistakes so what does that look like then individually for you in terms of adjusting your mindset knowing going into the season that hey every game is going to be like that uh, like that this year because you know we are a playoff team yeah you know i just uh 
I have to have to play to the the level of you know expectation and and, and play to the the level that you know the team needs me to play at. Um, and you know I, I know I'm you know going to have a, a significant role, and you know I know that uh, you know they're going to be counting on me to 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 make big plays and make consistent catches and um, you know play tough across the middle and 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 you know make sure I'm blocking you know you know tough in the run game and, and things of like that. And so you know I, I know I'm ready for it. You know I've, I've put in the the uh, the work for this offseason and um, you know just just feel you know different out there feel more mature and just feel um, like the like the game's just coming coming pretty easy to me right now so I'm just ready to get out there and play it's all about you Christian Kirk presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert we heard a clip in the offseason from flight plan where Cliff Kingsbury was talking to you during OTAs on the sideline and he mentioned being the inside receiver more often is that your expectation and how much are you looking forward to that how much do you think that suits your game um, yeah, I think that that is the expectation. Um, but you know, like I said, with with Cliff, you know, he can kind of put you all over the place. You know, no matter no matter what, and it all just kind of depends on the game plan. But for right now, I, th- I obviously think uh, you know that's the plan, and you know, it's uh, it's exciting. You know, I, that's uh, the position that I played in this offense uh, when I was at Texas A and M, and it's kind of night and day for me. So it's just uh, you know, kind of kind of working out some kinks. But other than that, it's uh, it's second nature for me. And guys, as we know, the Arizona Cardinals led the NFL in 10 personnel a year ago. Four wide receivers. So let me get this straight. If it's DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, that's pretty tempting, Christian, for your head coach, right, and your play caller. Uh, I'm guessing he's not going to hesitate to go with that personnel package this year. Uh, he definitely won't, and uh, <laughs> I, I think he's he's uh, he's shown that before. So, yeah, I'm just uh, excited to, uh, to get into the game plans, you know, week in, week out, and, and see what he has uh, drawn up for us. I was going to say, what sort of challenge do you think that is for a defensive backfield, just NFL defenses, based on what you've seen so far? How stoked are you about your wide receiver room? Oh, I mean, we can uh, we can definitely be one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. Um, and I know that's our mentality, just with uh, you know the type of guys that we have. You know, obviously with uh, you know with with AJ and, and DeAndre uh, being two future Hall of Famers. You know, that's uh, you know that's kind of the, the, the pinnacle. You know, that not too many times. Um, you know, do you get to play with with two Hall of Famers? And yeah, you know, Larry and, and DeAndre last year. For me, I get to sit back and just be like, man, I'll be able to say that you know each year that I've been in the league. I've, I've had two Hall of Famers in my room, which is, is crazy. And so, um, you know, those guys leading the way. And then, you know, Rondell, you know, coming along and, you know, some of those other guys, you know, just being able to learn from them. You know, they, they, they set the level of expectation. They set the level of play. And, you know, we all just have to, to meet that standard. Christian, I want your take on, on Kyler Murray. I, um on the uh, the Dave Pash podcast, sorry, shameless self promotion. Christian, download it on your way home. Uh, Buddha Baker sat down with Buddha and asked him, "Where do you see Kyler Murray Im- improving from a year ago?" And he actually, his answer was interesting. He said, "Arm strength." He said, "His arm is stronger." What are you noticing from Kyler Murray that's different from last year? And it may be something that is in the locker room. Maybe it's something that we don't see when we're watching practice. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I definitely agree with Buddha's statement um, and, and his arm strength. Uh, I don't know what he did this offseason, but, you know, the ball's coming out with a lot more zip on it. And, you know, even on his deep balls, you know, it's it's right on the money no matter how, how deep the guy is down the field. But, you know, from my point of view, I think it's just his decision-making and to be able to go through his reads and know pre-snap, you know, where he wants to go with the ball, but also knowing, all right, if, if he doesn't get the look that he wants or the guy doesn't win, he knows, you know, to get through his other reads and he knows where guys are at. And so I think his decision-making, you know, from so far what I've seen in camp has just uh, has been elevated uh, a lot more since last year. Well, Chase Edmonds raved on Twitter about a throw this week in practice on the run, 50 yards downfield, on the money, in the end zone. And so uh, Kyler was asked about that. Didn't you go to SoCal over the summer with Chase and Byron Murphy? You guys hung out and trained during the summer? Yep. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I've been going to, to California every year during the off season and uh, train with my trainer Jamal Liggins and uh, Chase joined two years ago and so we, we brought Brian along with us this year and so it was good. You know, we, we brought uh, Charles Washington too. He came for a little bit. Isaiah Simmons came and so we we're just getting guys to come out there and, and, and go out there and, and, and get some good work and you know put in some of that um, you know that that off season work that's needed and, and kind of put the the landing you know the the foundational blocks down to uh to get ready for the season we had byron murphy a couple weeks ago he said he had to go on the trip somebody had to keep chase straight because he always thinks he's right so somebody had to had to verbally spar with chase edmonds during the or else he just gets off and on too many rants so yeah i don't have the the emotional capacity sometimes to be able to keep up with chase so i I bring somebody else along to talk for me that's great christian kirk joining us on the big red rage all right if you want to know about a corner ask a receiver tell us about marco wilson he made play in the game he's made plays in practice all week long give us your thoughts on the fourth round rookie you know he's been um you know very very mature and, and very poised you know so far in camp and you know one thing that sticks out for me with marco is you know he's never out of position you know he's always in a position to make a play on the ball and i think that's one thing encouraging you know when you look at a young corners you know he's not getting beat bad and you know he's not you know getting tons of catches you know caught on him you know where they're wide open you know he's always making them contested you know catches and i think that's that's uh you know really important and it seems like he's picking up the scheme well so we're all you know really excited about his development and how he's playing so far what's it like to be in the same room with aj green and is there anything specifically that you've learned from him and do you see aj as having a lot left in the tank you know, I definitely think he has a lot left in, in the tank. You know, we were all, uh, you know, very impressed and uh, with how he's been able to been practicing and, you know, just the way he comes off the ball. And, you know, you see it. Uh, you see why he's been you know, one of the top receivers in the league, you know, over the past decade. And so we're just excited to have him. You know, I, I got a locker right next to him, so I get to, you know, talk to him a lot. And he's just a great, genuine dude. And, you know, a guy who's also, like, not afraid to ask questions, you know, asking me questions. And he's got, you know, eight years on me in the league and so just to 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 see that and have have a guy like that in, in the room is is good you know just for everyone it's it's good for guys like me and my development to you know see you know why he's been success so successful in the league you know the dbs have talked about how there's four distinctly different receivers between an aj green and deandre hopkins your game and then rondale moore how do you think rondale moore the rookie impacts this offense christian 
you know, I think he just adds that extra dimension, you know, when it comes to, you know, stretching the field either laterally or vertically. I mean, the kid ran a 4-2 and, um, you know, just with how quick he is, you know, with his hands and his eyes and in and out of breaks, you know, he's uh, he's coming along good. And, you know, you can see it, you know, when he wants to stick in his, his foot in the ground and go, uh, he's separating from guys. So I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, really cool ways and, and things that, you know, Cliff is going to be able to, you know, get him the ball in space, get the ball in his hands and, you know, really help us out this year. All right. So we know your relationship with Fitz. You got him on speed dial. Uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave name dropped earlier. So I'm going to flex. I did this uh, MC event with Roger Goodell a couple weeks ago. Right. And he said that he texted Larry. He was in town. Larry said, sorry, I'm playing golf in Kona. So <laughs> what is Larry doing these days? And what's he waiting for? I mean, what, what, what do you think he's waiting for, if anything? Yeah, I may or may not have got a couple of clips of him uh, teeing off over there in Kona. So uh, he, while, while he's asking us how practice is going, um, it, it seems like he's enjoying life uh, pretty, pretty uh, well, real well right now. But, um, you know, I, I I leave it to him. You know, we, we talk and, you know, you know how Larry is. No matter how many times you ask him, you know, he'll always beat around the bush. So I think we've all, or at least from my standpoint, I've, I've quit asking him and just, uh, you know, so shoot him texts from here and there. And he's, he's checking in. In on you know me and Chase and you know obviously Trent over in, in San Francisco he's just checking in on us and you know still being that big brother figure to us and joking around so you know I'm, I'm just at this point I'm just letting him be and you know when we hear we will hear and last question for Christian Kirk uh, Byron Murphy has his own fashion line out are you are you launching something similar or have you already yeah, I've had uh, Air Libre Avenue as my clothing line. Uh, I launched it in February. Um, it's named after the street I grew up here in uh, Arizona. And uh, we're in two retail stores um, in Fashion Square Mall. And it's been real successful so far. And, you know, just, uh, you know, something I've always, you know, wanted to do. Something different than just, you know, fan merchandise. You know, I wanted to be a little creative and, you know, start it. And so uh, it's been uh, it's been good. You know, it's been a lot of hard work. But it's good to, you know, learn the ins and outs of, of starting a business and running one too do you make any ties that might look good on television because ron wolfley still has one tie that he's had for the last 30 years he needs a new tie christian can you provide one i'll i'll, I'll see if i can get him right, right. and if, if if he if he rocks it for every game he'll definitely get his own uh, special ron wolfley tie wolf doesn't need a new tie he needs a new look okay he needs an extreme makeover we're gonna send him over for an entire day over to your place okay christian thank you yeah thank you guys Appreciate thanks man it. there you go christian kirk on the big red rage man Looking forward to this receiver group and Christian Kirk being in a contract year. These guys are going to fall, and uh, we are looking forward to that. We'll continue with the Big Red Rage presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert right after this. First down and 10 from the 35, Gilbert under center again, and this time they'll keep it on the ground and hit in the backfield and drag down as a Dallas running back, and there is Zavin Collins with a tackle for loss on the very first run play of his career. Oh man, that is what you are looking for, for a linebacker to flow that quickly. Two receivers to the near side, and out of the gun, three-step drop, plenty of time, rifles went over the middle, and there's Marco Wilson in coverage with a pass breakup, step for step with the intended receiver. 
Marco Wilson, one of the highest graded rookies, at least according to some of the analytics and the grading services in week one of the preseason. Officially, he had a couple of passes defensed, according to Pro Football Focus, six targets, three forced incompletions. So, as we said, you could make a case for any of the top three drafted rookies as to who showed up and balled out in week one of the preseason. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert, Paul Calvisi, Ron. Wolfley. Thanks to Christian Kirk and Dave Pash for joining us that last segment. And all apologies to Wolf from me and Pash for the cheap shot when he wasn't there to defend himself at the very end of the interview. But a lot of worthwhile stuff up until that moment. Your takeaways, Wolf, from some of what uh, Kirk had to say. You know what? I, I would say, Paulie, overall, just his maturity, the maturity level of Christian Kirk. I don't know if you have noticed this at all, but he just seems so okay with himself and so confident in his abilities and his skills. I thought every answer was weighed, it was measured, and you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that loves the art of speaking median, <laughs> and he did it very, very well. He answered all the questions, and yet he was very articulate and intelligent. It was a great interview by Christian Kirk, but I love his, his maturity overall. I think it's, it's a guy that's developing into a veteran. And when he said that that slot position in this offense is akin to his A&M days and that's second nature to me, uh, that makes you fired up, doesn't it? If, if that's right in his wheelhouse, then it does make you wonder, okay, what's to come? That's the that's the side benefit of adding in A.J. Green is now Christian Kirk kicks inside and then his comments on Kyler Murray and the increased arm strength that he has more zip on the ball and the deep balls have been on the money and then Kyler's decision-making and in year three of the offense. So a lot of intriguing stuff right there. And then we talked a little bit about the rookies. But, Wolf, I want to hear your thoughts on, on Zayvon Collins. And and obviously the highlight was the tackle for loss in the second play of the game. Let me just say going into this game, Paulie, you know how jacked up I was to watch Zayvon Collins. That was the talk all week before the, the game against the Cowboys. How would Zayvon Collins actually hold up? Well, my goodness, i I, I got to tell you, the Dallas Cowboys got into 21 personnel with two backs, including a fullback, and they ran ISO. They went after Zayvon Collins. So it was an awesome thing to actually see him respond the way that he did. Second play of the game, we saw him on that tackle zone, shoot the backside A-gap, actually made the play right there, a tackle in the backfield. That was great to be playing downhill like that and to make that tackle. But, Paulie, you know I was talking all week about the how. How was Zayvon Collins going to play, right? Not the what, not the tackle, not the pass defended, not a sack, not not an interception, not the stats, the how. That's what I wanted to see. And Zayvon Collins and the how stick in his face right on that fullback on those isos. That, to me, filled me with a, a love and a respect. Now, listen, it's one game, Paul. It's right. one game, one preseason game, and only a handful of plays. But guess what? It sure beats the alternative. You know, before the game, I had a chance to interview Cliff Kingsbury, and I asked him, just describe the degree of difficulty, just the scope of the challenge of being a rookie middle linebacker in charge of the entire defense. And he said, you know what? It's a notch behind being a rookie quarterback. That's how demanding it is. And then we asked Cliff Kingsbury after the game for his thoughts on what he saw out of Zayvon Collins. 
It's a work in progress, there's no doubt, but he's, uh, once again, he's a guy who works at it. You know, he's asking for extra meeting time with Coach Davis, Coach Joseph, pre-med major there at Tulsa, so he, he has the IQ to get it done, and um, he's been, been grinding on it for the last three months, and we'll have our ups and downs there. That's a tough position to play, but uh, we like where it's heading. And here's the thing. It didn't, you know, there's one thing to be learning on the job. It's another thing to be learning an entirely new position which is what the Arizona Cardinals face with, for example, Hassan Reddick. Yes. That's not saving Collins. Right. Yes, there's going to be moments where he's fooled, to your point. Obviously, there's going to be some growing pains, but there are moments, like we saw on the second snap of the game, where he is able to just read and react and flow straight to the football because he's been there and done that before. See, Paulie, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, on those isos right there, a couple of times, he knocked the dog out of the fullback. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, that fullback, I know what it's like to get the dog knocked out of you. That fullback's head snapped a couple of times big time he stuck it in there and did a great job at the point of attack and you know what paulie if you're gonna play mike linebacker in the national football league and you don't do that you're you're not capable of doing you have no chance Mm. you have no chance everything else after that is you know what i i guess we're gonna put you at the weak side inside linebacker and just hope that you develop that way and that is not zavin collins not from what i saw of course against the cowboys and again i i know it's one preseason game but paulie if you're willing to do it like that to the degree in which zavin collins did it it tells me he's so aware of the coaching he's receiving because that's what they wanted to see as well bill davis told us that and and remember the young man has the ability to deliver a blow his measurables i mean <laughs> i go back to the first rookie minicamp and the first time i stood next to him down on that field the cardinals practice i'm like this guy's the middle linebacker he is a legit six five two sixty it's 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 stunning in a lot of ways. Paul, so, that is what middle linebackers used to be for the most part back when I played. Yes, and you're right. Bill Davis told us on the Big Red Rage he is a throwback. He's a throwback linebacker. So now, as for Marco Wilson, we mentioned him earlier. Uh, you heard what Christian Kirk said about Marco Wilson. Most impressive to Christian Kirk so far, and I'm quoting loosely, is that he's rarely out of position. That he's always in position to at least make it a contested catch. That you just don't see rookies that often who aren't beat bad or they don't leave someone wide open and and after he went out and he got a lot of action in that first game uh, he was our post game guest on the Arizona Cardinals radio network here's Marco Wilson his thoughts and his performance his debut against Dallas I felt pretty good about it. Uh, definitely some things I could clean up about my game, but overall, went out there and felt confident. Um, just had fun, so it was it was cool to go out there and get my feet wet for the first time in the NFL. See, to me, I look at that secondary, I look at that cornerback room, and Wolf, to me, they have four corners. Mm. They do. Mm-hmm. They have four legitimate corners in Byron Murphy, Malcolm Butler, Robert Alford, and now Marco Wilson. I think they're going into this season with four corners they can count on. Yeah, you know, Paulie, you know how much I, I love this corner room, and one of the reasons why is because of how tough they are and what good tacklers they are. Now, listen, again, you don't go out and, and pay corners because they're great tacklers. All right? You just don't do that, Paulie. But, man, it, again, 
again, it sure beats the alternative when you got guys you feel pretty good about in terms of being able to hold up in coverage that are dogs, that are guys that like to tackle. I, I think a Robert Alford once again. Paul, if somehow, some way, Robert Alford makes it to the first game, if he gets into the silks and actually is going to play against the Tennessee Titans, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to just lose my mind because this guy, I I believe in Robert Alford and what he has shown us over the last three seasons here. And what we're seeing once again is a guy in training camp that is a one. That's what he is. He's got that kind of skill. He's got that kind of talent. Now, all of a sudden, Malcolm Butler, the competitor that he is, and you throw in Byron Murphy, who I think might be the most improved young guy on this team. And there's a lot of young guys, Paulie. Yeah. There's a lot of young guys that are going to step up and play. That's the great news for the Arizona Cardinals as well. Yes, they've got some old guys. Yes, they got guys like J.J. Watt, a guy that is 32 years old. Yes, I understand that. There are some older guys. But, man, they've got some young guys that are getting ready, I think, to have really good seasons. Guys like Jalen Thompson, Rashard Lawrence, Isaiah Simmons, uh, Lucky Fotu. They got a lot of young guys that I, I think are gonna step up, and let's see what kind of defense this becomes. And look, I, I'm, I got to pump the brakes a little bit. Obviously, I know I'm pretty bullish on the corners and what I said earlier, but it's not like they have that Jalen Ramsey type who's just gonna check a Julio Jones the entire game and take him out of the game. I get that. I'm just thinking in terms of Vance Joseph. He has four corners. I think he can count on, and with a Marco Wilson who just spent four years as a starter at Florida going against SEC competition. We also asked him in that interview about going up against CeeDee Lamb a few snaps and I mean it didn't pause him for a second. He's been going up against elite talent ever since he was 18 years old and he was a true freshman starting at Florida. So I think that's what equips him uniquely to be a rookie who can contribute especially a fourth round rookie. Hey choose the best seat options that fit your needs. Season tickets, single game, group tickets, club level seating and more. Go to azcardinals.com slash tickets for more info azcardinals.com slash tickets all right how about the other side of the ball and a second year running back who's making a big push next on the big red rage Benjamin takes a line drive kick three yards deep in his own end zone. Out across the numbers at 10 to 20. He's got a lane at the 30 and then's tackled at the 33-yard line. Eno Benjamin, nice vision and a burst. Eno Benjamin, the run up the middle. He's got room across the 40 to the 50. He's to the near sideline at the 40. Trying to turn on the Jets at the 30. Inside the 25 and Eno Benjamin. How about that for the former ASU running back? First and goal from the six. The give is Dino Benjamin off the left side. He's got plenty of room to run, and he vaults into the end zone untouched. Cardinals touchdown as they cap the drive after the takeaway by the defense. Eno Benjamin cashes it in for six. That's Eno Benjamin, the seventh-round pick last year, the first draft pick by the Arizona Cardinals out of Arizona State University since... Seventh rounder Pat Tillman, 1998, a guy, Eno Benjamin, who had over 3,000 all purpose yards during his ASU career. And he did a little bit of everything, did he not, against Dallas uh, last Friday night, Wolf? Yeah, no, he did, Paulie. I love the fact that he showed great vision, not only on that 38 yard run, but also his touchdown run. He showed a little patience, a little hesitation, and great vision, seeing the whole 
seeing the play and scoring a touchdown. To me, I thought Eno Benjamin made the team. That Now, that's just me, Paulie, looking at the roster, looking at Eno Benjamin, knowing the kind of player he is, knowing his brain, knowing he's very much like a Chase Edmonds. These guys hang out. They talk about football all the time. They watch tape together. And then you watch him play. He's a guy that's buttoned up. And when I think of a buttoned-up football player, I think of Chase Edmonds. And I think that influence is starting to rub off on Eno Benjamin. But he showed some great vision and patience on that touchdown run and that 38-yard run. And I think, unless he goes out there and just totally doesn't even try, uh, I think he's made the team pull. And you know what? That's big. And as you know better than anyone, um, it's his role on teams that's a big factor in him making the team. Something he didn't do a year ago when he was inactive for every single game. And then the undrafted running back, Jonathan Ward, was the guy who saw action primarily on special teams. So now he's returning kicks. He's also doing more for Jeff Rogers, a special teams coach. And there he was on the Red Sea Report this week. And Craig Grealu asked him just about his comfort level in year two, Eno Benjamin. Really just having a better understanding of, of what's going on and uh, not only that, what's expected. Um, and so um, I've had uh, conversations with Kime and Kime says he believes in me. And so from there, um, it's just kind of letting the game come to me um, and doing um, whatever I'm asked to do to the best of my ability. Oh, How about yeah. that? How about sitting down with the gym in the offseason and asking him, okay, give me a to-do list. Give me a checklist. How can I be that guy for you and make a difference and make this team? Yeah, you know what? Well, one of the things you can do is actually return kickoffs the way that Eno Benjamin did as well against the Cowboys, Polly. You want to talk about Vance Joseph running into the darkness, right? I mean, Polly, he stoked it. He stoked it. He looks so good on his kickoff returns. And it's funny because I was talking to Jeff Rogers about that very thing, the special teams coordinator, of course, for the Arizona Cardinals. And he was saying they call it running into the smoke. <laughs> Running into smoke, Polly. All right. So you, great. it's the same analogy right there. Whatever it is, Eno Benjamin did it and does it. And because of that, with the production, of course, knowing the brain that he has and knowing that he will run into the darkness slash smoke, that to me, thinks, I think he's made this team. And guess what? If I'm Cliff Kingsbury and I don't have to jeopardize a Rondell Moore or a Christian Kirk in the return game, that's big. Mm, I, you know, yes. so I think... I think that fortifies his chances of even dressing on game day if he's that guy. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of running backs, James Conner is back off the COVID list. And by the way, more COVID news as Jordan Phillips and Justin Pugh reveal that they have both tested positive despite being fully vaccinated. So we'll see where that goes. You know, Andy Isabella is not going to play tomorrow night. He's on the COVID list. But the return of James Conner, someone we did not see uh, last Friday night, we figure we will see tomorrow night. And Wolf. How fired up are you to see this six foot one, two hundred thirty pound plus guy? Especially maybe if yeah. they get around the the goal line. Boom! Here comes James Conner. Yeah, Paulie. Really, you know. First of all, I think they're going to be interchangeable. The running backs in this offense. I don't think it's just going to be short yardage where you're going to see James Conner. I don't think it's just going to be third and obvious where you see Chase Edmonds. I, I think they're going to mix and match these guys. And the reason why is because once again, you don't want to be predictable as sure. an offense. You don't want to say, okay, and this personnel group. 
group, this is what they like to run. And in this personnel group, when Chase Edmonds is it, this is what they, you don't want to be so, so predictable, of course. It's something that NFL teams work on their tendencies all the time. So, yes, I'm interested to see James Conner. I want to see him play, Paulie. I want to see how many times the quarterback is under center. Once again, I want to see Kyler Murray, if he plays, how many reps he actually gets. I want to see what corner is going to line up over Tyreek Hill first, if in fact Tyreek Hill goes. I want to see these these chief starters. And I don't know how long that Andy Reid is going to play guys like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I have no idea how long. I can't see him playing them a half. I can't. But, man, if he does, I think this is going to be some good work for some of the Cardinals players as well. And, and, and don't we go right back to those young linebackers? Don't we go right back to Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons and how invaluable this might be if Andy Reid makes good on what he told the media, that he's going to play most of his starters most of the first half, especially that offensive line. They have five new starters on that offensive line, so he wants to get those guys not only in the game, but get them, them some chemistry with yeah. Patrick Mahomes. No, absolutely. And, you know, that means, hey, get some chemistry. Let's run the ball in the preseason. That's something I think Andy Reid does a lot as well. He runs the ball much more in the preseason than he does in the regular season. <laughs> and for good reason, I might add. He's got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. I mean, I think we all understand why they like to actually throw the ball, but I, I want to see the physicality on the line of scrimmage like it was against the Dallas Cowboys. And again, I realize you didn't have all your starters out there, but man, I thought the physicality on both sides of the ball for the Arizona Cardinals on the defensive side and the offensive side, I thought was good. They seem to control the line of scrimmage. So for me, I want to see that once again because that's the mentality this team needs to develop. All right. We talked about flashing and lacking. The Cardinals are going to be lacking basically their first five top defensive linemen. Last week it was their top six. How big a deal is this to you, Wolf? If without J.J. Watt, Jordan Phillips, Zach Allen should be back, Rashard Lawrence, Lecky Foto should be back, but you know, Corey Peters, whether he's ready to go, Chandler Jones isn't going to go. Yeah. Give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I, I think we should ask Zayvon Collins how he feels. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got to remember, yeah. Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, they're the guys that are exposed when you've got guys that might not be as good with with their hand on the line of scrimmage, firing off the ball, trying to keep offensive linemen off of those inside linebackers. So they're the ones that really suffer the most on this. And uh, listen, I, I thought once again that the Cardinal defensive line competed last week. I, I, I just, you know me, Paulie, it's just a situation where I can't get all jacked up because of the preseason. I, I know that it's the only football that we have, and that sure beats the alternative, but you can't draw any type of conclusions or comparisons, especially based on one preseason game. It's a dangerous, dangerous art. And you know what? There's opportunity when that happens. Uh, a Michael Dogby, for example, graded out very high. Uh, a David Perry, the nose tackle, we called, we called his name a ton. I know he's got the coach's eye. You, know, you have a Greg Dorch who made that unbelievable physical catch in traffic and followed it up with an Odell-type one-handed grab to start the practice week. He has definitely caught the coach's eye. So as all these veterans are out for one reason or another, it creates opportunity for some of these young guys to make a run from the 
depths of the depth chart and, and perhaps no. you know make a serious bid for the final 53. No doubt, Paulie. And I just want to say, Dorch. Love that name. How about two names? Jim Omohundro and Jeff Darge. Uh, special <laughs> thanks to our senior producer and technical director. Special thanks to Christian Kirk. And a cameo from Dave Pash. Ron Wolfley on Paul Calvici. This has been the Big Red Rage. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club